0: Selena Frederick when I say there is a global cold war on marriage and family Mm -hmm. what comes to your mind what do you think
1: I think that there are a couple of different forces at work to dismantle and deconstruct the family unit for purposes that we may see or we may not see but we got to start with acknowledging that there's actually a war going on
0: yeah and you know people tune into the Fierce Marriage podcast to be challenged, encouraged in their marriage. And rest assured, you will be challenged. You will be encouraged. But we must first think about these things in strategic categorical terms. And we will do that today on the other side. (laughs) Dear Fierce Marriage listener, full disclosure, it is hot as Hades today. And The Office within which I work and within which we record these podcast episodes
1: is the hottest room in the house. As of right now, because the sun is glaring, blaring so, hot.
0: You know, see, Sunny feels it. And listener, you will have to decide for yourself because um, I may or may not be wearing pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you'll never know. You'll never know.
1: Oh, so um, hot. So hot. Today. Yeah. So
0: anyway, we're, we're here powering through, fighting through. Waging war.
1: Waging war
0: uh, in the potosphere. Is that a thing? The potosphere. <laughs> podocastosphere. And I we're here can't. to help equip you, to help encourage you, fierce listener. We wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for our fierce families patrons. Woo! So we want to say hi to a few of those. Welcome to Molly, Peter, Alexa, Shelby, Michelle M, Judah, Jennifer, Haley, Eric, and Michelle. There's a lot of extra. Two Michelles. P- we have two Michelles. So Michelle M two L's and Michelle. And one with, with one chills. L, so welcome. Um, thank you for being patrons. Uh, we really appreciate that. About half of our uh, monthly income comes from that. So thank you so much for continuing to partner with us. Uh, we're very thankful for you. Okay, so why does this topic matter? So this episode is a bit unusual. It's very meta. Um, we're talking about marriage. We're not talking about like we're talking about the concept of marriage, right. the idea of marriage being under siege, if you will. Yes. Um, now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the, the end for you. All right, marriage is God's idea, so no one's going to upend it. Uh, it will it will continue as yes. the good thing that God created it to be, because it's not dependent on what man thinks of it, does with it. It depends on God who created it. And yes. it's up for us. It's up to us to be faithful with it, to be Christians about it. And so that's why we're talking about it here, so that we can hopefully lift your eyes to see it for what it is. And then we want to encourage you in light of that. Yes, yes. So our hope for today is this, that we would give you a confidence in the purpose and then the import of the gravitas of your marriage. Okay, your marriage. In other words, when you kiss your wife at night, husbands, when you kiss your wife to bed at night and you've reconciled despite having a fight, despite having a disagreement, that kiss is another blow of the battering ram against the gates of hell. When you forgive each other in the name of Christ, you are flying in the face of your flesh. And you're saying,
1: Ryan, that sounds a little extreme.
0: (laughs) It's not because how much easier is it to let your marriage degrade slowly Mm. but when you instead when you obey Christ when you forgive when you love in the name of Christ when you do these things you're flying in the face of your flesh you're combating spiritual forces of darkness and you are pushing back the tide of evil despite everything that's going on around us yes finally when you teach your children again you're going to be encouraged in this when you teach your children the wonder and reality Mm. that marriage is you're you're committing a righteous rebellion of the highest degree against the cultural powers at play. Righteous rebellion. Having a good marriage is rebellion. And here's where we're going to tell you where that comes from. So, you might just be thinking, you know, Ryan and Selene, you're kind of going off the rails, all right? It used to be that you would just encourage us. You would just make give us. us laugh. You'd make us laugh. You'd talk about the office. Uh, you would give us five ways to communicate better, five steamy suggestions for the, <laughs>
1: for the bedroom. That's a good one, steamy suggestions. <laughs> all right, don't no,
0: put that in my good ideas folder for later. And there's the office reference. <laughs> um, and now you, all of a sudden, recently, Ryan and Selene, even have been talking about all this you know, craziness. Well, Look around, people. The world's gotten pretty different uh, since we started this podcast. It wasn't until like five seconds ago that everything seemed okay, And now it's like, wow, reality itself is being called into question. Right. So but I think this fight goes back even further. Yes. I would even say it like this. There's a centuries old Cold War against marriage and family. And what I mean is, well, I'll get into that. There's three fronts to this battle, but kind of the, the most modern front, the most obvious one for us is that marriage kind of has a marketing problem. Now, to me, that feels diminutive and that we're, 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 dim, we're, diminishing the importance here, but here's what I mean by that. Marriage has been branded as kind of this stodgy, old kind of stuffy,
1: patriarchal,
0: patriarchal, unnecessary drag of an idea. Right. Meaning that if you want to, uh, if you want to live a really happy life, marriage is not the way because <laughs> marriage just means, you know, responsibility Restrictions. Chores restrictions, you know, it's probably going to end in divorce. Um, it's not everything, you know. You're limited to just one person for the rest of your life. Like, what a drag, right? Um, <laughs> isn't that a ridiculous idea? Ridiculous. Yes, she thinks it's ridiculous. She's a big fan of marriage, right here. But that's 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 a branding problem. But where does that even come from? That's the question. Like, that's that's the the narrative at large now in christian circles that's not the narrative like thankfully in christian circles we still see marriage as beautiful as good as necessary for human flourishing but we need to be aware that even in our christian circles we live in a culture that is not so and the whole idea for this episode came about when i saw this video and the video was basically this i can't i would show up but there's no speaking in it it's just a video with music and what it is, it's a young lady. She's sitting at a table. She's obviously having uh, dinner or lunch with her significant other. You're looking at her from the perspective of the boyfriend and you're offering her a, a wedding ring. And she puts her finger in the ring. And as she puts her finger in the ring, it flashes to like, I'm having to scrub dishes and I'm doing all that. And she pulls her finger out. She says, "What? what was that? She puts her finger in the ring and it flashes again, and and now she's you know cleaning the windows in the bathroom and she's scrubbing a toilet and she's holding a baby that's crying and she's clearly bedraggled. She's wearing you know ugly clothes and she's in it's like and so she pulls her finger out and she does that a number of times and then finally she just grabs the ring and puts it down and says nope not for me Mm. and walks away. Now that struck me for a number of reasons. Well, obviously it's this this thing went viral, so it's it's striking a cultural nerve that a lot of people are thinking yeah that's that's justifying my either inability or lack of desire to get married. So I feel good about this. Yeah, marriage is a drag. But what really got me thinking was you pause it. Okay, this is going to sound a little bit boil hatty. If you pause this video on any of the scenes and you zoom in on products that are, you know, cuz like when she's in the bathroom scrubbing the window, there's like a lotion thing on the on the counter. And so you zoom you, you pause it, take a screenshot whatever, zoom in, on the bottle is Chinese writing. You go into the kitchen and she's in there scrubbing the, you know, Dishes and you and you pause it. Zoom in on the soap. Chinese, tea bag like tea container. Chinese. It's clearly a psyop this this woman is not a Chinese woman. She's blonde hair, blue eyed, very white skin. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like a Westerner, like an American or you know any sort of Western country. She looks. She doesn't look Chinese. Yet this is clearly being shot in a Chinese context. Right. I don't know for sure if that's what it is, but here's what it, here's what it caused me to question. If you're trying to take over power in the world and you're trying to upend one of the large world powers, how would you do that? Would you put a bunch of soldiers on planes and ships and cross the ocean and just wage outright warfare? No, that's not a good idea, clearly. Like, we're America. There's more guns than people here, right. and we have this idea of freedom that is not copacetic to such such a war on our own soil, right? That's right. not going to work. Right. So what would you do is you would attack culture. Now, here's my question for you, Selena, is if you're going to attack a culture, how would you go about it?
1: Hmm. You start with the kids. Start with the kids. Start with the children. Yeah. And you, you the indoctrination, the education, you start dismantling that. You start uh, replacing you start the values. Kids,
0: yeah. So replace values. OK. I'm, That's
1: about all I got right now. I feel like you're looking for something no, no. that I'm trying to I'm like. Asking, so I don't know. That's what not I would do. Get the kids
0: on the phone. And start no, you talking start to them, and telling them, "Hey, yes. your parents raised you wrong. Let's let's get you fixed up." Right. No, you would start undermining right. the values that have that are culturally ingrained. Yes, so you would undermine everything that made us strong. Okay, Christian values, mm-hmm. the idea that man is made in God's image and has innate rights mm-hmm. to freedom. Uh, everything that our nation was built on. And and how do we maintain those rights? Well, things like the first, second amendment, freedoms that are afforded by our constitution. You would try to undermine the idea that men are valuable for building things and are valuable for contributing to society. You would basically teach that men are toxic. Uh, You would undermine women who love and nurture their homes,
1: their families. Yes. And their children.
0: So how do you go about doing this? Well, you have, you would start to Satirize, or you would start to basically make beautiful things look ugly. Right, and right. we have this phenomenon called TikTok that is giving China, okay, a direct line into the eyes, and the hearts, and the minds of American people. Right, uh, and, American and youth people, too. I mean, that's especially. we've
1: done a whole podcast on yeah. that as well. Of getting your kids off TikTok.
0: Yeah. So for whatever reason, now, again, I I don't know for sure, but there are powers that be, whether it's governments, whether it's, you know, well, that's a different category. But there's human powers at play that don't want to see the Western notion, namely the Christian notion of culture, of society thrive. They want to see it undermined. So they're going to go after marriage. They're going to go after men. They're going to go after women. They're going to go after children, Mm -hmm. ideologically speaking. Right. Okay, so you're in a marriage like you need to know this. Be aware that this is happening and that it can even happen. That trickles down now into culture and that. um, And how's that trickle down? Well, since the 70s, the marriage rate is down 60 percent since the 1970s. So that's 53 years Mm. since 1970.
1: That's quick for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've had marriage has been pretty stable throughout all society. The 70s hit, excuse me, throughout all human history. The 70s (laughs) hit then all of a sudden it's down 60 percent, more than half. Yeah. Um, Another statistic I read is said uh, more than, uh, yeah, so one third of adults will never marry. So 33% of all adults will never marry. So why, again, we're going back to the first question of why does this matter? Well, marriage is designed by God for the flourishing of humankind, but we should not be surprised that when we fall in line with what marriage is, by and large, Mm -hmm. that we flourish. (laughs) God designed it for our flourishing. If we get married and we do things his way, we flourish. Well, the statistics show that on almost every metric, um, marriage is better. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into why it's better um, a little bit later, like, what that yeah. looks like. But this is why it matters. Okay, so the first front is cultural. And you call it geopolitical, you call it cultural, whatever, but it's happening culturally. The second front is Spiritual. We don't need to convince you, fierce listeners, because you probably already agree with this, but we battle not against flesh and blood. Paul said this in Ephesians 6, 12. Why don't you read that, so
1: We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places.
0: So we can read that and think, oh, hey, Paul's just speaking kind of ethereal. Yeah yeah, or, ethereal or, yeah, yeah. he's he's using, uh, he, he's there aren't actually forces, like it's just there's evil, but like, no, there are cosmic powers over this present darkness, um, and they're they're working against us, and they're actively working. And then Acts twenty six, starting in verse sixteen, it says something similar. Now, this is when Paul is actually telling of his conversion. He's talking about when Christ appeared to him on the road to Damascus, and this is these are Christ's words that Paul is quoting. He said this, "But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you, Paul, for this purpose to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things." in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you. Now, this is where I want you to perk up, listener, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith Mm -hmm. in me. So they're turning from darkness, Mm -hmm. the power of Satan Mm -hmm. turning to light, the power of God. This is spiritual, spiritual language, yeah. spiritual language. It has to do with the heart condition of mankind and the spiritual realities that play and how mm-hmm. God he, he is enlisting Paul into the cause of turning people away from the spiritual darkness to the spiritual light, which, of course, is Christ, the, the son of God. So that's the second battlefront. How's that work itself out in us? So here's my my crazy theory is that there's a demonic agenda. I don't think we have an enemy who is stupid. I think there's a demonic agenda and it's coordinated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's incepting ideas into pagans, unbelievers. Yeah. There's a spiritual war happening mm-hmm. and there's a hatred growing for God. Mm-hmm. Unbelievers hate God, they have enmity with God, mm-hmm. a hatred toward Him. A, they despise Him. It was R.C. Sproul. He's talking about when, when Jesus says, There'll be weeping and wailing and a gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm that gnashing is an anger toward God, not a, Oh, I'm, I, I regret my decision. But instead, like in the condemnation, they're still shaking their fist at God saying, I hate you and I hate everything you stand for. Mm. Goodness. Okay. So there's a coordinated effort, I believe on a spiritual level saying, we need to destroy what God calls good. We need to see death and that death is going to look like the death of manhood, the death of womanhood, the death of marriage, as we know it, the death of children in the womb. Death all around. Mm. And we even see it in some of the conversations happening in in Western nations around uh people who just who who can't cope with life who now can get medical permission to kill themselves. Mm. It's a culture of death. And I do believe that's demonic. Mm. So again, meta, very meta today. Sorry, we'll give you five things to chew on next week.
1: (laughs) You don't need to apologize. Okay.
0: So the two fronts that I think are against marriage and why the global cold war on marriage is alive and well and how you can fight it. Two first fronts are this. There's the cultural front, the spiritual front. And then finally, our own sin nature mm-hmm. is the third front. In other words, we don't want what's good all the time. I still sometimes want to walk in my flesh more than I want to walk in the spirit. Absolutely. I want to obey my flesh more yeah. than I want to obey the spirit. And that's most prevalent when pride and selfishness, mm-hmm. they work, they get into our hearts and they work themselves out and they become. Uh,
1: anger. and
0: Yeah. And anger.
1: Frustration. A embitter, bitterness.
0: Yes, they embitter us toward each other. They yeah. they they sear our consciences. They close our hearts to things to so forgiving what? and to being forgiven. There's even just a this is just a profound selfishness, right? I was yeah, I was watching um, a guy named Brad Wilcox. He was he's a believer and he's um, kind of on the front lines of fighting for marriage. He was being interviewed by Doctor Phil, and just before he was interviewed, Doctor Phil had someone on there who was a sologamist. I must call it sologamy
1: mm.
0: or sologamy. How you want to say it? There's there's monogamy, there's polygamy, and then now there's sologamy. <laughs> sologamy. I don't know how to say it. But the thing is, this woman, she married herself. She is looking in the camera saying, yeah, this is the best thing I could do because I'm promising to myself that I'm going to love you self like I would expect someone else to love me. I'm going to care for you like I would hope someone cares for me.
1: Did she have a wedding for herself? She
0: did. And, she, and there's a picture of her kissing her own face in the mirror. Oh. Okay. Can you believe it? There's something in humans, in, in, especially the unregenerate ourselves. hearts. Yes. We want to worship ourselves, especially yes. in our culture that's very, uh, it's humanistic. Yes. And so the point is, is, is this is a battlefront that we need to be fighting on.
1: Well, not only do we want to worship ourselves, but from the ancient history, we've wanted to worship creation versus the creator. We, we've wanted mm-hmm. to, we sacrificed, you know, children to fires and altars uh, demonic demonic you know little g gods and and we have not there's this just this complete lack of submission and acknowledgement of who god is and who we are and so this is not new right this is not i just think it it is a bit comical because it feels like she's just trying to get some attention and it's like you're not the first person who's thought this or done this type of like exhibition, basically. Well,
0: like, people that are, are against marriage, yeah, well, they're basically that's that. one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they just feel like they don't need someone else or they don't, they don't think marriage is necessary for human flourishing. Now, these are the same people that will go and sleep around. They, they want all the benefits of marriage with none of the responsibility right. of it, which is where the selfishness comes in. I right. I want to be loved, but I don't want to do the hard work of loving someone else. Right. <laughs> and I want to have sex, but I don't want to do the hard work of raising a child. Right. So free battlefronts, cultural, spiritual, and our own sin nature. So here's the encouragement. If you made it this far, (laughs) thank you. You're awesome. The encouragement for you is if you're married, just stay married.
1: Stay married. Tend to those home fires, right?
0: Tend to the home fires. Put out the bad ones. Keep the good ones in the hearth burning warm. It's biblical right why is it biblical is it just because god doesn't want us to go out and have multiple lovers and experience the full breadth of the sexual smorgasbord
1: oh my gosh <laughs> i never thought i would say that. no
0: it, it, no it's not for those reasons god knows what's best and here's what he said is best one man one woman for life
1: he knows and created design and purpose there is no other way
0: so that's the whole reason we stay married now yes. if you're in a If you're in an unhealthy marriage, if you're in a difficult marriage, if you're having to fight, if you feel like you're holding on for dear life, um, then our heart goes out to you. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. But here's the promise in that we have a savior who can calm the storm. We have a God who heals. We have a God who multiplies the bread and the loaves and feeds the multitudes miraculously. Mm -hmm. Your spouse is not outside of God's authority and is not outside of God's ability to work Mm -hmm. a miracle. And so you hear us saying, stay married. You're thinking, how can I possibly stay married? This is unsustainable. We're here to tell you, cling to Christ, look to him. We pray that he works a miracle. And We pray that if the miracle does not come or Christ tarries in the way you think that he, he should do something, he's not doing it, then he would give you the strength to cling to him all the yeah. more. And in that you would have the joy and the peace that, that is yours, your birthright in Christ. So stay married. Um, it's biblical. It's also just plain better. So women and men in lifelong marriages are empirically happier. There's polls and things. Women who are married with kids are, are happier than every other type of woman, you know, in terms of vocation, in terms of whether or not, you know, what age, whatever. Marriage is better because people that are married are generally wealthier. And I don't mean wealthy like they, you know, they're going to all the fancy parties and they're, you know, wearing Rolex watches. I'm meaning that their generational wealth is growing. And I mean that in a more of a traditional sense in that they they own property and they are able to whatever the wealth metric Mm -hmm. is. It's not just, oh, you're wealthy. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. they're healthier. This is what blew my mind is that there was a study done um, and Brad Wilcox mentioned it in that interview I just talked about. So you can go look up the interview. Um, But he said, basically people who don't get married have, how do I say this? People who are married are healthier to the tune of it's as if the people who didn't get married smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, meaning that they live longer. So if you, if you say, you know, smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, you're going to, you're going to lower your lifespan by 10 years. Well, this is saying that by being married, you're actually increasing your lifespan by 10 years Mm -hmm. over people that are unmarried that have similar health habits and demographics and things like that. So they're Look happier at that.
1: empirical information they're happier. I mean Look at designed that. And
0: they're happier they're wealthier they're healthier and their kids are better off no one would argue that okay so that's the first encouragement stay married in other words do what it takes to fight to stay married we've written resources to that end we have a uh, mm-hmm. 31 day pursuit challenge that's when you want to pursue those are the actions that are for you to do to love your spouse and they're to do to love you we have the 40 day prayer journey, which is basically, you know, some things are in your court. Other things are in God's court. So we pray. So that's to pray for each other. We have the how a couple speaks prayer bundle. like So it's how to actually communicate in a way and grow in communication because a couple who communicates well can work through anything. So we have resources for you to, to help you. But the point is stay married. Number two, encouragement is teach your children to get married and to stay married. Mm. You know, Paul yeah. did say, you know, if you can stay single, do so because that's, he. but he did that. Why? Because in comparison to the mission that is the cause of Christ, marriage is less. And so Paul, is it, it is better in this sense that you can do more work for the cause of Christ if you are unmarried. But then he said, if you decide to marry, do it. Better to get married than to burn with mm-hmm. lust, to burn with passion. Mm-hmm. And so teach your kids to get married. Teach your kids to have lots of kids. Teach your kids to stay married. Mm-hmm. Teach them the beauty of marriage. Okay. So one, stay married yourselves, model it to your kids uh, in that. And two, teach it verbally, instruct them. Marriage is awesome Yeah. in fighting this battle. And number three, way that you can fight this battle is to actively reject the narrative. narrative yeah. Actively reject the narrative. So what's the narrative? That marriage is a drag. Right.
1: That marriage for women is just enslaving, that you're just going to be cleaning a house, raising kids, and that's it. Has that been your marriage? No. A lot of it, but no. <laughs> but it's to what end, right? It's not to my own end. It's to the yeah. glory of God. Like, this is not about just me. This is about the next generation. This Man. is about God's kingdom going forth in the earth. Oh, yeah. But I. It's I, the uh, eternal purpose that makes the work yeah. doable, uh, joyful.
0: But how would your marriage, how would your life be without us having been married? Would it be better or worse?
1: Oh, worse.
0: I would be in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> I'd be strung out on something.
1: Reject. The idea, I love that. Actively reject the narrative that marriage is a drag.
0: I'd be in Pizza reject- Pockets. <laughs> in a (laughs) culvert
1: rejected among your colleagues. Talk about how awesome your marriage is in a realistic way. Not like, Hey, my marriage is just always awesome. It's awesome. awesome, Don't be obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how are you encouraged by your marriage? What's What's the trial you've gone through and how has your spouse grown and you guys have grown together? I mean, that's something you can always share with people, you know, encourage young married couples to stay married when they go through some of those rough patches of learning to become one and being unified uh, around their beliefs and around what they value. Um, And encourage, yes, encourage young men, encourage young women, Yeah, get married. It's not
0: what you think it is. And I'd say the precursor to that is recognizing the marvel that it is and the the gift that your spouse is. So you do need to have a heart of gratitude. Otherwise, you're never going to see the goodness, right? Right. If you're always looking at the negatives, you're always complaining. You're never going to see the goodness. Mm -hmm. Look at your wife, look at your husband and say, wow, I'm thankful for you because of these 10 reasons. And just rattle those off.
1: Just 10, huh? I'll start with 10. (laughs) I'll start with a
0: hundred. <laughs> I meant 10 to the 10th power. <laughs> so <laughs> nailed it. Anyway, uh, hopefully this has been helpful to you. Here's the big picture. Marriage is God's idea. Yes. It's his design, his design for human flourishing. It's his design to glorify himself mm-hmm. for us to glorify him. The enemy hates that. So people who hate God will hate marriage. And we see that playing out in three fronts, the cultural front. We see it in spiritual warfare. We see it in our own hearts, mm-hmm. in our own rebellious. Uh, still overcome, but still latent in some, at some times our flesh that wants to fight God, fight his way. So we must actively reject those things and instead embrace God's vision for marriage and then propagate the idea um, in our own hearts, the hearts of our kids and the hearts of those around us. That's the big idea. If you're hearing us talk and this is interesting to you and you're wondering, wow, there's a lot happening here that I haven't realized. We're here to tell you there's even more to be found, more to be had in the person and work of Christ. I'm telling you, friend, you hearing our voices, and us calling you to repentance in Christ. We're hoping that he calls you unto him. We're hoping that you respond to it the way you can respond to it. Give you three ways. Find a friend who's a Christian. Talk to them. Say, I want to know more about Jesus. Find a church that preaches out of the Bible. Mm. That's easier said than done. But we believe God will lead you to a faithful church where a pastor will shepherd your heart. If those two things are hard to find, then we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com, and it may help you. Let's pray. Father God, you're so amazing. You're awesome. You're holy. You're mighty in power. And you've given us this gift of marriage. You've given us the gift to understand it, to communicate it. Lord, I pray that you'd help us fight back the darkness. Lord, by your power, Holy Spirit, work in our hearts, in the hearts of our listeners, in the hearts of our leaders, in the various cultures around the world. Lord, we want to see humanity flourish for for their good, but more so for your glory. Help us, Lord, to uh, turn the tide so that culturally we could turn back to you valuing marriage valuing families uh the way that you've designed in jesus name amen amen all right thank you so much for joining us for the fierce marriage podcast uh, if you want to support us you can do that go to fiercemarriage.com partner we would love that it's very important to uh, keep the ministry sustainable and thriving um, and by god's grace we will be back again so this episode of fierce Marriage is. see you again in seven days so until next time stay fierce